Welcome to our holiday special. Um, so this is technically episode 10. Um, I know I promised you all 12. Uh, my little update for today is that I'm sorry about that. Life happens. Um, I'm still really new at this. Um, I, I try to be super organized, but I don't always succeed. So, and you know, our producers are kind of amazing and doing a million things as well. So scheduling can be a little bit tricky sometimes. So for my audience out there who's been waiting, when is the next podcast? As my friend Lisa said, um, this will be the last one for this season, for season one. Season two will come out probably starting the end of January. I'm going to take some time, just knock out a whole bunch of recordings, um, and then we'll start releasing them at the end of January. So look out for that. And I'm really hoping to actually have 12 episodes for season two. If any of you out there have any ideas or thoughts on what you'd like to hear me talk about, people you might like me to interview, um, find me on Facebook, Hearth and Soul. Find me on Instagram at Hearth and Soul blog. Um, and leave me a note. I'd love, love to hear from you. I don't get a lot of traffic on those the social media just yet. Um, but I would like to. Hint, 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 hint. Uh, so, yeah, drop me a line. Let me know what you want to talk about. And, and I'll see if I can work it in somehow. But today, today we are talking about the holidays. And we're talking about all kinds of holidays today. I have an incredible group of people in this room with me right now. So we're going to have some fun. We're probably going to get loud. Uh, but let's hear some introductions. So we'll start with you. Great. Hi, I am Alexandra Pletis Sulak. And around this time, I celebrate Christmas, and I also celebrate my birthday. Yay! That's also in December. Um, Yeah, I'd say that's the biggest one. Also, growing up in the church, uh, the Greek Orthodox Church, Epiphany was also a very big holiday, secondary holiday with that Christmas. Uh, Cool. That little snippet. Can't wait till we get to the uh, food section. We can talk about yes, Greek food. Yeah. <laughs> and next we have... Hi, I'm Bethany Brodigam. Um, I also celebrate Christmas and Thanksgiving. Does that still count? Oh, sure. sure. It's a holiday. Um, <laughs> and, and I recently, just over the last couple of years, have be- become a student of other religions and other holidays during this time. So I'm really excited to have this discussion because I love hearing about how people from different cultures mm-hmm. in historical societies have you know found something to celebrate this time of year yeah definitely i i invited bethany because i know that she is as much of a christmas nerd as i am um <laughs> for those of you listening that don't know me which probably isn't very many of you many of you um i'm kind of a little christmas freak uh i do celebrate christmas as well um but I kind of go all out with, like, historical recipes. And you, you, you all know mm. I'm a nerd. All of you who listen, you know I'm a, a food nerd. So um, a lot of that happens. I throw a big Dickensian Christmas party every year, and I stress myself out, and then I and then I chill for a while in the new year. So, um, yeah, that's why I invited Bethany, because I know we share a love of all things Christmassy. It's true. I should have brought my antlers, but you can't Aww. You can't hear the antlers. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I am wearing my really awesome Christmas socks. So you could have lied, socks. really. Oh, you should have just lied. You could have just said. Oh, I'm wearing my antlers, you yeah. guys. Oh, that's so nice. We'll edit that out. We'll, we'll edit back. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll edit that out. Uh, and next we have... Hi, I'm Anthony Lopez, and um, I was raised um, Catholic, Puerto Rican, um, mm. born and raised in Chicago, and uh, 
later in life I sort of became um, I explored a little bit into witchcraft and into mm -hmm. um, the sort of spiritual community and I found that part of myself and so this time of year um, I still celebrate Christmas with family and everything but there has been so much that I've learned about the pagan traditions and about um, the ancient traditions of the Yuletide mm -hmm. and how that's been transferred to both Christmas and so many of these um, holidays. So it's it's going to be really interesting to share all that with you guys. I'm really cool. so excited. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, uh, I am Ian Hosick, and I was. You all know Ian. He's a regular. I've been on. I've been on a couple times. <laughs> A couple, two, three. A couple times. Uh, <laughs> and I also was raised Catholic, so this time of year for me is very much Christmas. But I would say from like mid-November Thanksgiving season to through Epiphany, it's very much uh, we celebrate Bing Crosby in my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very specific kind of like Christmas love that my mom instilled in us. Uh, so yeah. I love that though. I love that. I love Bing Crosby. Mm. Um, I mean, I love him too. Rot with issues, but really, just <laughs> oh god, the voice yes, of an yes. angel. So many, so many issues. I just try That's not to think about that. But yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna dig into some questions just to sort of lead our discussion. Um, and I want to start with uh, favorites. So I want to hear about your favorite part of this season, and that doesn't necessarily have to mean like your favorite part of Christmas itself or your favorite part of Thanksgiving or, or anything like that. It just generally this season, cause it could be something really, you know, small that people might not think about that could be really cool. So mm -hmm. whoever's got something. I, I'll go first. I okay. think, uh, one of the, my favorite parts about this season is the, that's going to sound cheesy. The twinkling of the lights. <gasps> yes. Yes. She's and I, 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 <laughs> you have time. You have so time I, to think of another one. I, um, I, I live downtown, and one of the one of the downsides about living downtown is that there's so much light mm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but right around, you know, right before Thanksgiving, they start putting up the lights on the trees, mm -hmm. and then you start seeing the lights coming in the windows, and when you drive through the, the neighborhoods, you'll see them lining the streets, <laughs> and then even in... Uh, right up on Clark, they have these like magical, mm -hmm. I don't know, like large snowflakes hanging oh, from the yeah. trees. I yeah. think that's right over here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's what I love is kind of turning the corner and all of a sudden seeing all of a sudden seeing this unexpected twinkling, mm -hmm. um, which also makes like mid January and February, uh, March when it's still cold and dark, really hard. But yes. yeah. that's what I love about <laughs> right now. Yeah, I feel that. I, I used to um, drive around with my, my little sister. We would drive around and just look at Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. You know, back when gas was a little bit cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So we would get hot cocoa at Caribou Coffee. And then we would drive around town in the rich part of the neighborhood. This is in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. In some mm -hmm. of the wealthier neighborhoods. And, and just look at the... Mm -hmm. The twinkles. <laughs> it was so much fun listening to Christmas music. Bing Crosby, usually. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I totally, I totally get that. Who's I next? love the uh, Christ Kindle Market. Yes. Yes. Most of your listeners are in Chicago, but mm. the downtown one, not the Wrigleyville one. You have oh, to it's go gone downtown. Now. Oh, it's gone? Yeah, oh. they all said this was a mistake. 
Yeah. And we're sorry. Right. There should only oh, be the Wrigleyville one is just yeah. okay. Yeah, exactly. If you have any listeners in Germany, they'll probably be like, um, that's normal. But <laughs> my one of these days I'm gonna go to Germany during this time of year so I can mm. experience a real German the real one, yeah. Christmas yes. market. But I love going down there and seeing all the little booths and I always get an ornament and drink the hot uh, spiced wine mm-hmm. in the mug. And you mentioned hot chocolate, like yes. hot drinks of all kinds, all yes. the like festive drinks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, so I did two, but that's okay. You can't, you can't force me to only pick one. <laughs> so, did you know that you can go on Christmas market tours through Germany? Yes, I will save, do that. Save your pennies. There are tours yes. that will go from one Christmas mart, mart to the next. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. amazing! Oh my gosh, that's one happening. The, one of the people at the Chris Kindle Market. Was talking about it. Okay, so if, there you go. If anyone here or listening from afar finds themselves in Germany, the Dresden Christmas market is oh. by far the best really? Christmas market. It's yeah. just it's just they have uh, there's the Altstadt and the Neustadt, and the Altstadt doesn't have a lot of space, but the Neustadt because it's very new, mm. um, very very modern. Uh, has a lot of space, so mm-hmm. there's just like a lot of places for vendors to be, and you can. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of diversity and coolness and. Awesome. So, hearth and soul trip to Germany next Christmas? Yeah, I'm down. Okay, great. I'm down. We'll do do it live from the (laughs) Live from Germany? Yeah. (laughs) We'll take the Scopy magazine folks with us. I think think they would object. I think they'd be fine with it. I think they'd be okay At least their microphones. We'll take at least their (laughs) microphones. Yeah, you know, we'll take their equipment. (laughs) If they want to come along, I suppose they could. But now that they've shown me where the record button is, it's all over. It's all over. I don't need anything else. <laughs> Who else has got one? So um, I was going to say the lights oh, and the sorry. whole aspect, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, <laughs> you can still love the lights. Yes, I yes, okay. yes we do can love the that. lights. Yes, we can. We can bond over it. Um, another interesting thing, uh, not to be a cliche singer, but is the music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not just because you know they're great tunes that get stuck in your head, but the interesting thing that I find is that I mean. Everyone knows the songs. Everyone, mm-hmm. it's, you know, mm-hmm. if it's playing on the radio, everyone in the room can sing along. Yeah. And I don't think that can be said for a lot of genres of music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, you know, it, it, it's uh, a way to kind of simplify the times, I think, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of community that can be found in that. So that's one of my yes. favorite things. Yeah. And then also people just get goofy. And I think that's lovely. <laughs> like, we, I was at work today and we were wrapping presents and just joking and, making a whole bunch of noise and it was really great nice um it's just nice that people let loose a lot yeah yeah i agree i we have our holiday party at work tomorrow Mm. and just knowing like what the plan is is already got people giddy you know like oh and we're gonna drink this oh and these people are like believe it or not i work in a cafe but we actually are having our holiday party catered (laughs) <laughs> because that way yeah. the yeah. boss and his wife don't have to cook all the food or yeah. I don't have to cook all the food, right? Yeah. So it just makes it easier for everybody. Mm-hmm. But we're getting uh, catering from a new restaurant Ooh. that just opened next door to us. It's Filipino Cuban fusion. Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah, yes. right? Oh so, God, so we're, we're all super excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. And the, the chef over there knows all of the dietary restrictions and has already planned like so he's got like a special plate of something for me that normally has gluten and soy but he's made it gluten-free and soy-free for me so like we're all like really excited and already like getting slap happy over it so i get it yeah i I agree (laughs) with that too yeah ian um i would say the 
the thing that I like about this movie the most is that my mom made it very special mm -hmm. from growing up, and it was somewhat the method of like saying something in a really excited manner mm. and like suddenly I really want to go to the dentist <laughs> <laughs> but like but she did she made it so, she just made it so special and then when I moved to Chicago I didn't get to go home very often for like mm. lots of just various reasons and mm -hmm. I, so I wasn't always home for the holidays but it was still very special and I made it special and like similar like the music was a big part of it because not only did my mom play Christmas music all the time, and specifically Mariah Carey's mm. 94, 94 Christmas album, of course. Yeah, uh, she is these days. Yeah, <laughs> a Luther Vandross Christmas album, and oh. then the very first Harry Connick Jr. Christmas album. Oh, okay, yeah. we're yeah. very special, and then he's like our parents, Michael Bublé. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's like he's he's okay, my Michael Bublé of mine. all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and then. I wasn't going home, so I was working in churches and singing a lot, and then mm -hmm. that music became really special, and that kind of ensemble environment, and people who couldn't experience the holidays with their families making it special, that that was always really nice for me, and that's yeah. honestly, to this day, the thing that I like. Well, and there's about. something about when you have a church gig as a singer, there's something special about that moment that you sing Silent Night for the first time in the Christmas mm -hmm. season. Yeah. As, as an ensemble, as a choir, with all of the harmonies and, and oh, all yeah. of that, you know. And I can give you my top five. Chris, <laughs> like, and, and, like, and, and... Go, do the, it. Well, okay, so <laughs> A Spotless Rose. Uh, yes. Oh. Uh, the Howls. Uh, the Dark in the, in the Bleak, bleak Midwinter. midwinter. In I the love in the Bleak Midwinter. <laughs> it is so underrated. People don't do it enough. I know. We not do it every year because we can't not do it, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, My church. And Esther is just, or Hello Rose are blooming. I yeah. shouldn't uh -huh. be insufferable. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> but we all know you are. So it's yeah. Like, that's, what I, that's why we love um, it. But yeah, no, like, there's this just things about It's just very special. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, going sort of way backtracking to the light, I think <laughs> the light is um, kind of one of my favorite parts of it because. To me, lights shine brighter when it's darker out, mm -hmm. and this is the, one of the darkest times of the year. It's one of the times when you know daylight is so scarce. It's yeah. the bleak midwinter. It's it really is. Bleak midwinter. It really. Right. I was just commenting today at work. I, I looked up from my prep table, and suddenly it was dark out. Yeah. And I looked at my clock, and I was like, "It's four o'clock." Yeah. <laughs> and my no, coworkers, right? Yeah. My coworker said, "Well, Angela, the the solstice is on Friday." So it's yeah. gonna keep getting darker earlier and earlier, mm -hmm. and on Friday it'll probably get dark at like three thirty in the afternoon. Yeah. And it's really it's like, bright oh, for like yeah. three hours, and then and then yeah. and then it's darkness. Darkness. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I that's nice. I like that thought of the lights. Lights mm -hmm. are brighter and that gets in the dark. In, that gets into the whole Yuletide mm -hmm. pagan traditions and all that stuff. So yeah. So I mean, I've so sort you're, of you're, you're tempering. Is you're, you're, you're doing. I'm, stirring, I'm, I'm stirring the tea. <laughs> I love it though. I, I'm so I can't excited wait for you to spill it. I know, right? Um, as far as favorites, it's hard for me because there's so much about the holidays that I love. I mean, obviously, going home to see my family is probably the number one thing for me because mm. I, I, growing up half Hispanic, like your family, that's that's number one. Mm. Period. End of story. Before yeah. anything else. And now that I have a nephew as well, you know, I get to share Christmas with with a child who's who's see, experiencing it, experiencing it for the first time. That, so mm -hmm. that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. um, but next to that, it's it's got to be the food because I <sighs> feel the yeah. same way about food as I do about music. And I've talked on my podcast about this before that it you can bring people together with food. 
mm-hmm. no matter where they're from, no matter yeah. who they are, no matter what their backgrounds are, you can bring people together with food. And if mm-hmm. if you make a point of making the food be all inclusive, then you can welcome everybody mm-hmm. with at the same table, which I think is really a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So at this year, <laughs> it's become my goal to make sure that everyone can eat everything that I bake for mm-hmm. Christmas. And now my nephew is allergic to a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So everything that I have made gluten-free over the last few years now has to become egg-free as well. Oh, oh yikes. Oh, so it's tricky, but I'm doing it. I will have gingerbread yeah. cookies. I will have sugar cookies oh. with oh. frosting. Um, if anyone can do it. Yeah. See you. You know, I, so far the cookies have been successful. The Christmas pudding, I did a test run. Still you know, delicious. Like, it's delicious, but it, it kind of went... Is, that, kinda, <laughs> is that what we talked about? Christmas pudding. We talked about something at the shop when I came in. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it didn't hold together. But I'm going to play with it. Cool. I will make it work. Um, So yeah, I think the food is probably, next to my family, obviously that's the number one, but the food is probably my favorite thing. I always bake way too much. I always make way more eggnog than any one person or multiple people can consume. Or a coquito. I I make all kinds of stuff. (laughs) But I have this, this eggnog recipe that's... It's actually from Elton Brown. I can't claim it. I thought you were going to say Elton John. <laughs> Elton John. So, uh, I got him on speed dial. Let's, let's clear this up right now. Elton doesn't cook for himself. <laughs> <laughs> let us be. Has not for a long, long time. time. A long time. Yes. You are probably very you know, correct I had an there. uncle that was a security guard for a night at a hotel. And that wow. was, yeah, it was a weird time. We'll wow. Just, yeah. Okay. Mm. Maybe cool. another podcast. Yeah. It could be. It could be. We'll, we'll have a look forward to a podcast podcast in the future all about Elton John. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about tea being spilled. Oh no. Close personal friend. Uh, (laughs) Elton John. Um, Okay so the next it's not really a question um, but the next thing I had that I I prepped all of my guests here with a list of sort of things I wanted to talk about. So the next thing was I want to talk about December magic. So it sounds kind of weird right but all of these holidays converge at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of them move around, like like Hanukkah. Unfortunately, um, Rachel, who was going to be our... This sounds terrible, but our Jewish. token Jew. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was, she was going to come on, but she came down with a cold and isn't feeling oh. well. So I told her to stay home, stay home and get some rest. Um, but, you know, Hanukkah moves around sometimes, um, but... It's generally like it's, generally, it's generally around the same time frame, right? Yeah. And and so you've got Thanksgiving, you've got Hanukkah, you've got Christmas, you've got the winter solstice and the Yuletide, you've got New Year's Eve, you've got uh, Kwanzaa, you've got all of these holidays that all happen at the same time within the same mm-hmm. two months span. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 talk about that. What do we think mm-hmm. that's about? Like, how is it that all of these things came to be? At the same time, what is it about December? Well, we have a pagan and, and a Catholic sitting next, so I think we can safely say the Catholics came and were like, "Let's, let's just go with the flow." Yeah, right. right. <laughs> we can be flexible. We'll we just, have a goal. We'll just move things around. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. I mean, I not think, to be flippant about it, but 
Yeah, I think yeah. it has a big thing to do with the whole nature aspect of, mm -hmm. um, you know, everything's sort of, well, dying, mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. things are sort of coming to a halt, and things are restarting, mm -hmm. and I think that plays very big into the traditions that came about. I mean, you know, there's a spiritual side to things, but, you know, the reason why there's always light and warmth is fire, because it was cold, you know? Right, yeah. Um, and uh, sort of that aspect, and there's... Um, with so many things dying in nature, I know that from the pagan, pagan traditions and from sort of the witchy point of view, you know, with all this death around you, you thought about the dead, you thought about mm -hmm. who came before you, mm -hmm. and it was um, a bit of a, a reverence type period and um, sort of those things coming into. And that's where, you know, honor what's lost and enjoy and enrich what's here and that's where things like gifts and offerings come from and sure. the whole concept of light and food and you know huddling together during that time i really like that because i had i had thought about you know we talk about december and it's the end of our calendar year right mm -hmm. if we strip away the calendar that we're using that like like our current way of telling time mm -hmm. Then, 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 what do we have? Well, we have nature. We have nature's calendar. Mm -hmm. So I really, I really love that you you pointed that out, um, because everything is sort of. It, if it's not under snow, like it should be right now, <laughs> it's mm -hmm. dormant. It's it's dormant exactly. And there's this whole idea that you know that something is coming next. Right. And whether whether you're a Christian who believes in you know in the birth of Christ or or not, there mm. is there is something coming next mm -hmm. after all of this death there is some kind of rebirth regrowth re something yeah. and i think that it's not just tied with new years obviously mm -hmm. because we mm -hmm. we stretch it we yeah, stretch it for a whole month and a half if yeah. not more um in order to acknowledge that it's a time to celebrate and then renew oneself which mm -hmm. i think i really like that you touched on the nature aspect yeah anybody else got thoughts yeah. can i like get into it please like, it, you can cut any of this out if you want, but um, <laughs> so I, I mean, Christianity, uh, Christmas is actually like historically probably happened in the summer. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but if you look at, at the message of, of what Christmas means, you have this, if you look at the historical context, you have this super oppressive government that was just so violent. Like Herod was like killing his sons, like killing people for no reason, just mm -hmm. like the, the Jews, the, the Israelites, this conquered nation was occupied. Like, they were occupied and they were being taxed at, like, 90%. Mm -hmm. And just, like, so the darkness is of the season represents, like, the darkness of their lives. Mm -hmm. So I know it, it was really, like, you know, Christianity's, like, we're going to put this here because we want to, like, you know compete with the pagans you know, and yeah, like have our own it's, holiday it's and more like they just slapped you know. their label over it but if yeah. you think yeah it was a recruitment yeah, tool right yeah. like oh look we can have this holiday around the holiday you kind of already were celebrating right look, but if you think about like <laughs> what what christmas is saying like if you if you strip away all the because christmas has been highly commercialized and secularized yeah. but if you look at this like horrifying oppressive regime and these people just like crying out for hope and mm -hmm. then the divine I like to use the divine instead mm -hmm. of God because there's less baggage there but the divine entering yep. into the lowest of the low the most oppressed people a young woman you know who had no rights mm -hmm. and 
you know, her, her, like Mary's story, you know, she's obviously venerated in the Catholic church, but like it, she really is like the, the Magnificat is political AF. Like it is like the, the power powerful will go hungry and he will, you know, divide them from each other and raise up the lowly. And it's like, Whoa. I mean, so Christianity is, is political. You can't like, yeah. Christmas is political like it's mm-hmm. and not in the way we think about politics in America but like mm-hmm. it's revolutionary mm-hmm. it's not the yeah. religious right that you think of now it's not it's not my opinion that's right. the facts like Christianity right. is like about the lowest of the low it's about bringing down the powerful it's about justice mm-hmm. for the oppressed mm-hmm. and especially in the last couple of years like I've felt the power of Christmas even more strongly in the message and then also a lot of like of anger towards like the towards passive Christians who are kind of letting all this injustice happen but yeah, yeah that's a, yeah. that's another thing but just to say like having it in December having it in the darkest time when we actually look at what Christmas is supposed to mean mm. it it should be in the darkest time it should mm-hmm. be there to remind us like it's a deliverance yeah, yeah the the yeah. redemption story you know so, I mean, it just yeah. it also just nicely fits the narrative of of something new mm. to bring about growth and change. Mm-hmm. Much you know, like you know, right. uh, the divine is born in such mm. a lowly being, and then mm. and then the world sees greenness and, yeah. and grow, you know, it, it it fits their I say there. So <laughs> it sounds so like I'm but like you know, yeah. it, it fits that it fits that story so well, and then yeah. you come into yeah. you know throughout the year, and then forty days and forty nights of Lent when all churches give up good music, and then, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Easter in that in that springtime in that in that yeah. second rebirth. Yeah, you know, it, it, yeah. It, it, it Easter's just, like the fulfillment. Yeah, and this right. Is, again, similarly, like I I was raised Catholic, I would mm. I would hardly call myself a Christian today mm. it, it based on what I believe, not necessarily how I you know, feel yeah. about them. Um, but it just it has it has it, that mm. that story so fits the mm-hmm. the calendar. Yeah. 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 Hopefully <laughs> it will in the future if uh, if it stays uh, similar. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I would just to quickly respond, I would call myself a Christian, but many Christians would call me a heretic. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, yes. I, just to put, <laughs> I think it might be good to say. I feel like say, I have to make that caveat. <laughs> it might be good to say, I don't think I'm a Christian because I don't believe in 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 Jesus as my savior. I don't. Mm. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't have that creed, mm. so I can't. I could hardly claim it, and that would be a disrespect to the mm-hmm. to the belief. Sure. To anyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to ever do that to anyone. Yeah. That's Especially fair. my mom. That's <laughs> don't don't have her listen to this then. No, she's cool. She she oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, she got it. She has a gay artist son, so she knows. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's, yeah. Her bed is made. So, Alexandra, do you have any thoughts on this sort of line of discussion coming from the Greek Orthodox Church? I mean, it all. I, like the, my thoughts have been all of what's what's been said. I mean, the yeah, okay. the, the holiday is here because we need the light in the darkness mm-hmm. we, we need the story of inspiration we need the story um to keep us going when everything around us is dying yeah or is dormant or is sleeping right, right. or is dark and cold 
when all we want to do is sleep. Yep. Mm. And hibernate. Yeah, let's do that. That's what we were now. born to do. <laughs> it's true. It's what, I mean, we are just animals, right? So. <laughs> I, I, Alex and I, are I know, I know. We're just good. Naps, up, girl? naps are nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Um, I love you too. <laughs> oh, and, and for the, the listeners, you probably have gathered this, but I, this is currently a room full of singers. Yeah. Um, so I know I, I mostly talk about food um, on this podcast, I, I, but I do talk about the whole point is things that nourish you, whether mm-hmm. that's nourish your, your mind, your body, or your soul. And music for all of us is something that nourishes our souls. And mm-hmm. so it just so happens because I am a singer. I have a lot of singer friends with a lot of amazing opinions. Mm-hmm. So that is why I have a room full of singers here. Um, on that note, though, I want to talk about food. Because yeah. <laughs> that's my thing. That's my, my jam. So basically, I want to hear about the foods that you celebrate with, whatever it is that you celebrate. I want to hear about your favorite holiday food. And it, that food does not have to come from your specific tradition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like if you celebrate Christmas, but you happen to really love this, this food from that they use that they make in Hanukkah, that's mm-hmm. cool. Or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, I just want to hear what your favorite holiday food is. I also want to know about what maybe your holiday comfort foods are. They might mm-hmm. not be your favorite food, mm-hmm. but something that you truly derive comfort from and I know there's going to be a lot of people out there who are like, food is not love. And, and oh, it's that's pretty a, damn close. That's a whole <laughs> it's pretty damn close, but I want to go first. It, it's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast because I, I firmly believe that food is love, um, but not in the way that certain psych, psychiatrists would say. Um, and I also want to know, like, what is your your fondest food memory around the holidays. And again, it doesn't necessarily have to coincide with what your favorite food is, but like, you know, waking up on Christmas morning and smelling the giant 25 pound turkey that mom has in the oven or something, you know, like that's that's a memory that I have really strongly. Um, so yeah, just all of those things. I want to know about food. Shotgun. Go. <laughs> um, uh, my mom for Christmas morning, it's my favorite Christmas food. Uh, first things first, I, I I joke that my mom is a half vampire, but I literally don't remember her sleeping. So Christmas <laughs> Eve, we would go to church, and we were Catholic, so it was late. Mm-hmm. And then she would stay up and just prepare food, cook food, pies, cookies, whatever it was. But but the just the the, the piece of resistance was this thing called farmer's breakfast, which she learned at this German bar she used to work at in uh when she went to ohio state okay Hmm. and it's just there's no farmer that would actually ever make this because it's so (laughs) wasteful but it's just a layer of of home fried potatoes Mm -hmm. and then um sauteed onions mushrooms green peppers red peppers cubes of ham bacon enough eggs to fill a giant casserole dish And cheese mixed into it, yes. and then when you, you you pull out, you put more cheese, and you melt a layer of cheese on top, and it's just it's like I, I had a very healthy family growing up, <laughs> and this was just that moment where on the table was that, and then something she called blow your diet cinnamon rolls and just Ugh. cookies <laughs> everywhere. It's just so good, and it tastes 
It just tastes like Christmas morning to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But everything, uh, the holidays from Thanksgiving kind of through the new year, Every there was just food everywhere. That was the center of my universe to this day. <laughs> and the funniest thing is, like, throughout, she would cook, cook, she would bake cookies, and she was cooking all the time. You know, Thanksgiving was a big deal. New Year's Eve, we would always have, like, sauerkraut to bring you wealth and just, like, these, like, funny little traditions that my mm-hmm. grandmother brought with her. Mm-hmm. Um but she would always make this thing called patitsa, which is a um, Yugoslavian semi-sweet bread. And it's a dessert, but it tastes like the oppression of the land. Mm. And it's just so <laughs> funny that, like, all this decadence in our life, we would have these amazing feasts for Thanksgiving, and then just, like, a, a literal glass dish of death. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, a ham for New Year's Eve. And around that was just, like, this, like... Oh this like rolled flaky nut bread that tastes like bread. <laughs> like it didn't have any, I love it. Like I dip it, dip it in coffee. I make it all the time. It's so good, but it is, it's just the opposite of everything. It's like, we had. it's like, like sugar and, and walnuts or something in the filling, right? I feel like I've made it's, it before. Yeah. It's like sugar and walnuts and like not that much sugar. Hmm. Oh, mine had a lot. Mine was like, if you, you know what you know that almond paste stuff. Yeah, mine was like that, but with walnuts, and then there was a lot of cinnamon in it as well. Uh, a, a, a more traditional is more cinnamon, less sugar, salt, scalded okay. milk are kind of like the mm-hmm. ingredients that like bring this thing life. And so you can imagine what that tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a people Boy. oppressed by communism. It does. It does. But I do. I, I, there's all those cookies, all those things punctuated by that weird bread but also the hell like my dad is a triathlete my sister uh went to is a college athlete and soon you know and also was training to be on team usa for the track and field team wow you know just like the healthiest people i'm the chubby one and it was just that one time of year where no one judged me (laughs) (laughs) one time of year where you have all the decadence and everyone expects you to eat it yeah exactly (laughs) like there's no guilt yes that's awesome who else has got food? Food I, memories. I do. I got a lot of food memories. Yes, please. Um, so I'll I'll start unpacking all those questions. So some of the, some of my favorite uh, holiday foods um, that come from the Greek tradition mm-hmm. are definitely the cookies, and I'm talking kurumbiades and melamakarna. Explain. Kurumbiades are actually I I've noticed them in other traditions too, but they're like a like a butter cookie. Um, what do you put in walnuts, little bits of walnuts, and then cloves. Mm-hmm. And we then actually you, have those too. Yeah, you roll uh, them in, in powdered sugar. Powdered sugar. Okay. So you have to be very careful when you eat them, so you don't inhale the powdered sugar, mm-hmm. and you need to make sure you don't just eat, shove a whole cookie in your mouth because then you can't. You, you can't. You can't. Yeah. There's no saliva left. They're like it's like packed together shortbread <laughs> yes. almost. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, so there's that one, and then the the melamacarna is like a honey cookie. Mm. Um, which is delicious. Which is very Greek. That's like the most Greek yes. thing you've ever said. Yes. <laughs> do, you, do you doubt it with mead? Is that how it works? Or Mead? Mead? I thought, at first I thought you said meat. No. I was like, that's no, I don't put that on my cookies. Mead. Mead. Uh, no. Mead is honey wine. Um, we don't do oh, that. that's too bad. Sorry. I know. It seems like they would fit. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe this year I will try that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mead is not awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was a joke. <laughs> I've had some pretty awesome Sorry, mead. Okay. I've had okay so. mead. It's very sweet though. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's no, like no, dessert no, wine. Okay. 
Oh, it's mm. usually at least usually made from like honey or fruits. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, I don't have much knowledge of this. <laughs> Lucky you. Anyways, anyways. So those cookies are some of my favorite. Um, also, other foods that I love that come from this time of the year. I think I grew up just surviving on potato pancakes. <laughs> oh. so, like that's my jam. Mm. Uh, love me some. Um, but my uh, one of my there's a couple different. Christmas memories that I really love. Um, one growing up, and I didn't realize this was abnormal until I went and had a holiday with my husband's family, but always growing up, we would have all the family get together and you'd have an entire spread of like the, the dinner foods. Mm-hmm. So you'd have your ham or your turkey or, you know, your lamb, whatever. And then the sides. And then everything would clear off. Oh, there's always lamb. Everything would clear off and you would have an equally... Uh, size spread of desserts. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. See, I didn't know that was not normal. That's normal. Okay, great. <laughs> I went. I went to my 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 husband's for I don't remember what it was. If it was Thanksgiving or Christmas or something or just you know just a random uh, dinner. <laughs> a and uh, we, you know everything was really lovely. And then we cleared off for desserts, and they were like two pies there and I was like where's the rest of it (laughs) (laughs) it's delicious I I love his family it's great Uh, but yeah so like that's one memory always and we we have pictures because then as we as we got older we realized how just absurd it kind of was right right um no, but the, there was a more recent memory that we made, and it's become a tradition in our immediate family. Um, there was one year I got a box of truffles. Okay. When I was working at a restaurant, one of the clients, or one of the customers came in and gave all the staff little truffles. And so I went home, and um, I had them on Christmas morning. Mm. And so my brother and my sister and I were in the kitchen, and I had this box of truffles, and we were hungry, so we busted open the Christmas truffles on (laughs) Christmas morning and my mom comes down and she goes what are you eating and we go breakfast truffles (laughs) (laughs) and so she grabs a truffle and she bites into it and she's eating it and she goes what makes it a breakfast truffle (laughs) (laughs) the fact that you're eating it for breakfast that's absolutely it so now we always have breakfast truffles on Christmas (laughs) I love that I love that we're gonna have to introduce breakfast truffles in my family oh it's a good plan yeah there you go that's my that's great. Must That's I like that. that. Yeah. Who's next? Um, I'll go. Um, so, being raised Puerto Rican, um, ah. <laughs> we fry everything. Yes. Everything, everything, everything. Um, God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> right? They got it from us. No. Um, <laughs> um, with the holidays and with Christmas and everything, um, a huge favorite of mine is the Benin, which is, you know, just pork seasoned with garlic and all sorts of delicious things and it's uh big old marinated mm-hmm. roasted pork mm-hmm. just pieces <laughs> <of>. <laughs> right, everyone's getting a little heated yeah. so we're gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna keep talking <laughs> um so the pernil and then um we would have uh like my i'm trying to describe my typical like you know christmas dinner table it would be the pernil it would be um gandule, which is you know rice and mm-hmm. beans and all that stuff and um with the fritura, with, um, out of everything in the whole tradition, my favorite is the coquito that we make. Mm. Um, just because it, I don't know, it's just so all-encompassing of what I think Puerto Rican culture is, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, obviously it originated from the island and everything, but, it, you know, it has sort of the American Christmas twist to it with the cinnamon and the milk and yeah. the, you know, but it has the Puerto Rican rum to it, and it's <sighs> just really... Yeah, it's like 
think Puerto Rican eggnog. So uh, yeah, um, great. in Venezuela we call it ponche, but mm, it's a similar thing. It's mm-hmm. like a thick, mm. creamy, dairy-based deliciousness yeah. with alcohol and some kind of spice on top. Yes. Yeah, please. it's like cinnamony, milky, spiked Christmas in a cup. That's the best <laughs> way I can describe it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, those are some of my favorite things. And then one of my favorite comfort foods that isn't necessarily just you know unique to the time yeah. would be um something called relleno de papa um so basically you would mash potatoes um mm-hmm. and then you would have them uh sort of in a little ball in your hand and you would put either ground pork or chicken with olives and um raisins and then you'd you know put the, form the ball back up mm-hmm. and then like anything in puerto rican culture you throw it and you fry it of course <laughs> well it's a ball of potato it's a ball of potato I mean, you what just, else you, you gonna do yeah, exactly. if you can speak it would say yeah. <laughs> exactly in, in skipping stones no um <laughs> and uh you fry it so that i mean the meat's already cooked and then yeah. you fry the potato around it and it you just mm. it's just a beautiful greasy fried like apple it's just so amazing when we get to my turn i have something similar to talk about Ooh, okay. yeah and and then we can talk about it I'll get a little food nerdy Ooh. historical stuff <laughs> um but next i want to hear from bethany i want to hear about your food stuff yeah i mean thinking over this i i get jealous of people who are more like connected to their heritage because i'm like german but like <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> my ancestors came over in, like, 1875 or something, right, you know, it's, right. and so there's tough. other, there's, like, Irish and Swiss and Romanian, like, it's just, like, I'm a mutt. Right. Um, so, and then we weren't particular, we didn't live, like, really close to any family, so it's always my nuclear family, mm. but I, I have so many great memories, we just weren't always consistent with, okay. like, the things mm. that we have. So we always do, like, some kind of breakfast casserole, but we, like, we change a lot. We, like, try new things. Mm-hmm. And my dad's birthday is the 23rd. Oh, okay. So we always do something special for his birthday, and especially a lot of my memories are by the time my sister and I were adults because my sister and I would, like, take the reins and be like, we're going to make a special dinner for dad's birthday. And so oh, nice. we'll, like, like one year we made tamales, and a couple years ago we made arepas, which yes. you can talk about <laughs> being Venezuelan. Um, but we just... And I don't know, like, we just make different stuff. So that Mm -hmm. was always really fun. Um, And one tradition that I really love, because my favorite at any party, Christmas or otherwise, is going to be the cheese and charcuterie table. (laughs) Like, I love, like, freaking cheese and crackers and cured Mm. meats. Like, it's, I just love it so much. And so our, my home church has a Christmas Eve service actually at 4 p.m., which is super popular yeah especially for people with young kids so my niece clara is going to be five in january and the twins are two they just turned two in september so of course we we go to that one mm-hmm. and then we can come home and put the kids to bed and then the adults we all have like brought cheeses so i just i bought a couple of fancy cheeses at mariano's today and everybody like brings cheese and charcuterie and we have crackers and nice. wine and you know different alcohols and that's what that's our christmas eve dinner nice. like it's just like and it's my favorite. Um, yeah, and that's even, like, if I want to treat myself, like, any time of the year, I'll, like, get a nice cheese from the Mariano's cheese section, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, and some crackers, and I'll be like, yeah, I'm living it up. Like, I love it so much. <laughs> I Does may anyone else want to bake a brie right now? Uh, yes. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah baked like brie is so good. I like, may have eaten cheese and crackers for dinner last night, so it's I It's a you. good freaking dinner. 
And uh, just one memory I have is um, (laughs) my... Like some, like, like hard sausages. Yeah. (laughs) We, uh, so I have just one older sister and a brother-in-law, and we discovered our old Sega Genesis and got it out and just played Sega for hours and cracked open a bottle of chocolate port and just, like, played Sonic the Hedgehog and drank port. Wow. That was one of my favorite. And now we, we play the Sega every year. So mm-hmm. nice. it still works. A, so 90s kids. Sega Dreamcast. That was my oh, first that was, gaming, gaming system. I remember when that came yeah. out and we were all like, Whoa. Yeah, that was revolutionary. And N64 kids. There was oh. definitely one Christmas. I think it was Christmas. Uncle Charlie came down because we were not ending our game and he just pulled the game out of this system and we go <gasps> oh no it's like the worst thing that happened I know not speak to him again betrayal <laughs> I was like I can just see like Zelda Ocarina of Time disappearing it stresses me out so much <laughs> I'm so old, you guys. I did not play any of those games. But that's all right. Um, that's partly because my, my parents were not really big on video games. So, mm. you know, yeah. when they first came out. Like you the, have more uh, brain cells left. The original that. Nintendo was like, I Combined. was not allowed to play I regret that. So. <laughs> Duck, I, Hunter. Duck Hunter? Duck Hunter. I, had, I, I had did have that. The original system. But it was many, many years after everybody else had already mm. had it, and somebody like gave it to me secondhand. Mm. <laughs> so, Way and it. It, you know, whatever. So I at least played that. Um, I, I was not go. good at it. I don't, I don't video game well. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> so, me, so, you know, there's that. Um, so I have a, a whole lot of food <laughs> in my brain right now. <laughs> um, so, okay, there's two things I want to talk about. At Christmas, um, I want to say probably, okay, so I did a study abroad in England in 2000 through my my first undergrad, Hmm. and I became enamored with British culture, particularly um, Christmas, Christmas time. And um, they do it. They really do. (laughs) And, And to be honest, even to this day, my favorite book of all time is Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. I have already, I, I listened to it on, on audiobook. Um, I, I've probably listened to it three times already this I, year. This I have season. some fun tidbits about that, by the way. Oh, nice. awesome. We will talk. <laughs> yes. Um, so I decided I wanted to learn how to make this Christmas pudding that they make in England, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this was probably a year after I did that Oh my gosh. Abroad. I'm sorry I didn't interrupt you. But <laughs> if you don't know, like just today, Netflix put out like two Christmas episodes of The Great British Baking Show. They like brought oh. back old people from past seasons, <laughs> and they just like each episode like has a win. So it's only like four bakers, and you like you won the episode. So oh. it's like a little mini. And they there's two episodes. I don't know if they're doing more, but that's gonna be binged. It's Christmas, like <laughs> British yes. Christmas recipes. That's going to be binged yeah. absolutely. Um, so I, I found a bad friend if I didn't tell you. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so my mother had this collection of, when I was younger, my mother used to do a lot of cooking and she would be really adventurous and cook stuff from all over the world. Um, so we got to try a lot of really awesome stuff. And she had this set of cookbooks called McCall's School of Cookery. And it was like, you would like send away for the different packets of, that you put into your binder. And there was like four or five binders of recipes and they were like, you know, like those little recipe cards they used to make, but they were full sheet size. Mm. So they had these beautiful pictures, mm. and then the recipe was on the back with 
pictures of how to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, in there, she had an inter- like international Christmas section. Ooh. So it had like cookies and, wow. and things from all over the world. And one year I was like, I want to make all of these things. So <laughs> I have made everything in that book at least once. Oh my gosh. Some of them were great. Some of them so not so not much. So much. <laughs> but the Christmas pudding recipe <laughs> was from the Hyde Park Hotel in London. So I took that recipe and I made it, and I even taught. Great audience. I know you are. I love this. I taught myself how to set it on fire, like they do at the table, right off flambe, right. And my grandfather was so impressed, and he loved it so much that he decided we had to have it every year. So I have been making it every year since then. It's been almost twenty years now. So it has become a tradition to the point where my aunt, who has two daughters who are, uh, one is in her early 20s and the other one is in high school. And she said, I need you to write down your recipe that you have developed over the years. Because I tweaked it, you know, Mm -hmm. for our tastes. Right. Um, I need you to write it down so that they can make it if ever you can't come for Christmas. Mm -hmm. We can Mm -hmm. still have it. Like, it's a family thing now. Gotta preserve it. We are not (laughs) remotely, like... You know, none of, I don't know where we're from. We're mutts, right? So <laughs> it, we don't really have any connections with England, but th- except for my. Why not? You know? Yeah. So yeah. mince pies and Christmas pudding. Those are the two things I learned to make, and I make them every year. I can't show up. My mother won't let me in the door if I don't have mince pies for her. <laughs> mince pies was a technical challenge. Sorry, spoiler alert. I'm going to. I'm going to have to watch now. <laughs> You would have slayed. Does, you would have won. Does Mark know that you make mince pies? Because those are his favorite things in the yeah, world. Yeah, I've given him some. Okay. And I, I always give him a little sure. bit of, because now I make them gluten-free. And oh. I make the Christmas pudding gluten-free. So mm. I always give him a little Christmas pudding with instructions on how to reheat it. Oh. Um, what he can't have is my eggnog, though, because it's got bourbon in it. But right. <clears throat> that's, you know, that leaves more for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can use Koval bourbon. I have, but he he's so careful. He doesn't want to. No, it's it's. I made it. It's a hundred percent gluten free. It's made with millet. Mm. That's good to know. Yeah. Maybe I'll make <laughs> some of that this year. Actually, if you use anything like uh, bourbon and um, uh, sometimes rye is, is okay because it's so small. But if it's like eighty six percent corn, mm. uh, the gluten traces are almost indis- indiscernible. Cool. Hmm. All right. Well, maybe yeah. I'll get yeah. some. Yeah, but the the Koval absolutely is one hundred percent gluten free. Uh, right? Yeah, as our listeners well know, every room needs a whiskey expert in it. It's true. It's yeah. true. So you should. Just... I like to think of myself as like a liquor expert. Um. <laughs> Not unless I didn't need to. <laughs> <you. Wow. laughs> okay, Dream big. I actually just I just what read ran back to my to my first love whiskey and I got a new job. With a with a new distillery, so now mm-hmm. I'm I'm all whiskey all the time. You got that job with Uncle Nearest. <sighs> Uncle Nearest, nice. Uncle Nearest, me out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good for you. So. Um. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to the two episodes that I had that were the talk of spirits that I had Ian on for. Mm-hmm. It's literally. Oh, I thought they meant like. To no well <laughs> play on words, get it? Yeah. We'll talk, um, we'll talk. So it's two episodes of like almost an hour and a half each of Ian teaching us all the things about alcohol, which is awesome. As much as I could. As as much as which is a lot. It's a lot. It's There's a lot. lot but it's on. it's a lot to unpack, but it's it's yeah. really fascinating. Do they want some? I brought some. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you brought what did you bring? I brought cognac. It's is the season. I think we should drink some cognac. Yeah. All right. Have I ever had cognac? 
Like, does that work? I don't know. Is that Edgar Allan Poe? Is the con- cognac Edgar Allan Poe? Uh, he wrote Port was a big one. Sherry was a big thing. No, it's like somebody leaves, like, a bottle of something on his grave every year. Oh, I, I don't know. I think it's cognac. That'd be cool. Sure. Probably cognac. Probably. I mean, around that time of, uh, in history, cognac yeah. would be guzzled down, like... I'll Google it and let you guys know. Yeah. yeah. Well, in any case, before we get into the cognac... Um, <laughs> my other, my other, yes, please tell us about food you. stuff. Yes, I knew that she would have cups. I, I actually hate that I clapped. In. <laughs> Maureen, we love you. So, Thank you. That's so shitty of me. <laughs> I'm sorry for my guest behavior. Um, so the other, um, we haven't talked a lot about New Year's, um, but in Venezuelan culture, New Year's is, is huge. New Year's is the biggest holiday. New Year's is the most important holiday. Absolutely. Um, so much so that I've only ever missed two New Year's Eves with my family in my entire life. And I'm about to be 40. So that says a lot, right? Because that's that's what it's all about. You you have to be with your family on New Year's, and I know that my father, it's really important to him that we're all together. So that's good. Thank you. Um, cheers, guys. Cheers to whatever holiday you celebrate. Whatever holiday you celebrate. To the twinkly lights. To twinkly yes. lights and food and friends and family. To yes. Herbert Howells. Mm. Is that who made the cognac? No. No. <laughs> no. Actually, Cyril Camus is the guy who made the cognac. Oh, this okay. is really nice. Yeah, super nice. It's oh, thank really, you for bringing I, this. this is actually, lovely. I can't, I can't stress how expensive this bottle is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how special. Did you just this like come in here to ball? Just, like, are <laughs> <laughs> you gonna like pull out a wad of twenties and just make it rain? <laughs> Hi, it's Maureen. Can I share a flavor note that I tasted? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tastes like pears. <laughs> it, yeah, it like pears. It Bye. does. <laughs> no, yeah. Pears. No, I, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, 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 it's super expensive. Um, but that's actually sharing. why I brought it yeah. is because uh, it's really good, and it's we're talking about celebration, so why not yeah. celebrate a little bit? I love it. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. Thank you. This we is, are this grateful. Is really yeah. great. It's a hundred percent bordery grapes. That's just something to know. It's really good. Very rare to have a hundred percent bordery uh, cognac and aged for six to 22 years blended mm-hmm. together. Wow. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to talk about alcohol, don't bring it up when Ian's around. <laughs> don't. You don't want to hear about it. Don't. Don't. I was at a party recently and someone was talking about bourbon and I was like, well, actually, and I realized that I was, because I was like, I was that asshole at a party. <laughs> but they were wrong. And I... <laughs> <laughs> and that was not acceptable. You can't, you can't like let them be wrong. No, I mean, no. I, I'm gotta... sure that their drinking experience is better now that I said no. You're wrong at a party. Yeah, you have changed that person's life. I guarantee it. Tis yeah. the season for yeah. better or worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he likes me very much. <laughs> but, um. Okay. New Year's so now we're drinking we're cognac. About? Oh yes, oh, I was yeah, talking about New Year's. Year's. So. <laughs> Mm. Oh, that's good. So, <laughs> the the big the big thing for New Year's Eve in in the Venezuelan culture, it, a lot of it centers around food. You have your family and you have the food, and the food is important. In such that at midnight, after you 
you know, happy new year and everybody kisses everybody and everybody hugs everybody and mm-hmm. you know, you make the rounds which takes about 45 minutes depending on how many people are in the room. It's like peace at church. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, then then there's a meal. So you sit down to a full meal and usually that includes some kind of roast pork. Mm. Um, but the big thing is the ayakas, which and this is this is what is similar to your potato uh, thing. Riano, yeah. <laughs> in that the the flavor components in ayakas that are very important are the olives and the raisins. Mm. So years ago, so to break it down, an ayaka is like a big tamale. Mm. So it's, it's I'm on board. Probably <laughs> probably about twice as big as your average tamale, but it's wrapped in banana leaf, not corn husk, and mm. steamed. Mm. And it's made out of uh, the same masa that we make arepas out of, which mm. is a a masa that's white. made out of pre cooked white corn. That um, so good. But then mm. for ayakas, we color it with anato seed. Oh. So I'm not sure why that's a thing, but it's it the dough is yellow. So then you've, and it varies depending on the region of Venezuela that you're from, that your family, you know, it's kind of like every family makes a different empanada in, in Latin culture. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, um, except for there's always some kind of meat, there's some vegetables, mm-hmm. and then there's olives and raisins. Right. Always, always delicious. delicious. What kind of olives? Green. Yeah. Green. Green olives. Usually the stuffed ones. Like mm. when Puerto Ricans make empanadillas, it's usually we'll have the discos and then we'll, it's either ground meat, chicken, mm. and then like you said, olives, raisins. Sometimes we'll put whatever's around the house, really. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then, you know, you fry it, of course, like mm. anything, and then we seal it with a fork. And sure. Then, yeah. An yeah. Mm, they're so good. Uh, they are so good. <laughs> <laughs> are so We're good. all just like salivating. salivating yeah. right? <laughs> Years ago, I wanted to know why why we use these ingredients in our ayakas, you know. And I asked uh-huh. my dad because even in our family, it varies a little bit depending on where you're at, what you have access to, what you mm-hmm. feel like putting in it that year. Right. Um, we usually do some kind of shredded pork, and and my dad mm. likes those little. Um, they're like pickled vegetables, like cauliflower, mm. peppers, oh, like a carrots. Drawn, all drawn blanks. It kind of like a like <laughs> a, 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 it's a, a the cognac. Jard- like a jardinera, jardinera kind of, yeah. but not chopped up. It like. is the cognac. I'm wasted. <laughs> <laughs> He's had two sips, ladies. <laughs> um, Dude, I can feel it. it right? Yeah. It's it's all warm and tingly. Mm. <laughs> it's only eighty proof. We're good. We're good. Um, we're good. I'm we're ridiculously good. lightweight. Like my German oh, no. ancestors are like. <laughs> They're sad for you right now. They're sad for you. Yeah, they're like, no, you can't keep saying you're German. (laughs) If you take it away. (laughs) No more for you. Um, So I did this research on ayakas years ago when I was in high school for some school project. And um, the olives and the raisins come from the Moors invading Spain. Mm. And then those those flavor combos. So, right? They brought them over here. So. The combination of of flavors in a lot of Venezuelan cuisine comes from the Moors. It comes from Spain, but it mm. also comes from Africa and mm, yeah. Yeah. indigenous peoples. Mm. And then we also, uh, Venezuela was settled by a lot of Dutch people. Oh. So there's a lot of that as well, which is weird, but yeah. it, it makes weird combinations of flavors, but really amazing combinations. So the mm. olives and raisins thing yeah. is 
the influence of the Moors. Right. So that's why there's a dish on the menu at Bien Me Sabe, which is a Venezuelan mm-hmm. restaurant, called Moros y Cristianos. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. that's cute. It's like yeah. beans and rice. Which, <laughs> it, it is, it's black beans yeah, and rice. Black yeah. beans and white rice. The who's, name of that will who's change. Who's who? <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> um, the name of that also changes, by the way, depending on what area of Venezuela you're from. Oh. So I think... Don't quote me on this. If, if anybody knows and that I'm wrong, please tell me. But I think that the folks from Biemesabe are actually from the Caracas area. And my family is from, like, if Caracas is over here, Abarquisimeto is, like, down and over here. Mm. Um, so different regions, different states, if you will. Yeah, um, totally. But, yeah, so we have the ayacas, which are big. We have the roast pork. We have whatever, you know, nibbles have been out already all night, you know, (laughs) veggies and cheeses and whatnot. I love grazing. And then, and we do a lot of that. And then we have this, this potato salad that is my favorite thing in the world, but we only have it at Christmas slash New Year's time. And it's chicken potato with peas and carrots. And it's also colored with annatto. So it's like yellow. That is so weird because my family has potato salad too at the exact same time. Only when it's like a holiday. Yeah. Will they yeah. bring it out? I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> if you go to Biemisabe, they have it on the menu right now. They call it their Christmas chicken salad. And you can weird. only get it at this time of year because huh. it's the only time we make it. That's I never really think of interesting. chicken salad or potato salad. As a, as I think of that as yeah. 4th of right? July. Right? Just like summertime. But yeah. it's, this is, so those are the but three. it sounds great. The yeah. three things that <laughs> I mean, I'll we eat have it. on yeah. the table I'm at New Year's. i after this. <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> you can order from so many types of restaurants. Please don't eat Burger King. I'll be very sad for you. Five dollars is five dollars. <laughs> I suppose that is a good point. So yeah, so we usually whoever's hosting the party for New Year's, we show up people dress to the nines like you buy a new dress you buy new shoes you get your hair done you get your nails done like it is a big deal mm. you show up at this person's house at like maybe 10 p.m of course and you nibble you know you've got nibbles mm-hmm. and then like i said you do the whole happy new year thing everybody kisses everybody Ooh. everybody sits down and eats this full meal and then you get up and dance for the next five or six hours healthy oh. yeah Lord. nice yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean you need to you need to dance off that meal though Dude, like you really do true especially with the amount of alcohol that we're also consuming oh yeah you gotta you gotta you sweat gotta that gotta somehow so do you take in strays i'm not a stray <laughs> would you take we have been known to amazing. yes we have been known to actually my birthday party in january oh yeah is gonna yeah. be modeled a little bit like that it i won't am go, so there it won't go as late but we are okay good because i'm kind of an old person we are gonna have a chicken <laughs> potato salad because i asked like my it. mother can i make this even though it won't be it'll be after new year's and she said it's your birthday we can make whatever you want so nice well, right. that's just the way things salad. should be on a birthday it's, exactly. Yeah. exactly and that's so nice that your family does that for new year's because my family is very much of lock the doors everyone get on the floor don't don't do anything don't go out because it's super dangerous and oh wow yeah, they are very much lock no, it down lock I it down lock it down all about watching them amateurs I am all about it. Like, just like from afar. But like, nonetheless, I want to see Gentlemen. people yeah. ball. We, my parents are in their 60s now. And it, maybe they only go to one party a year, but this is it. And it is the party of the year. Just and realize you described like, like a Soviet bombing in the 50s. <laughs> like, like the no, no, I, that's because Okay, my family owns... Um, property in Hobo Park and um, and yeah Uh, so we spent New Year's one day uh, there because um, 
and wherever we spend New Year's, we like stay the night. There's no traveling uh-huh. past midnight. That is just what are you a martyr? Um, <laughs> so um, we were there. <laughs> we were there, and you know, it's. I was like, oh god, oh, maybe man. like ten, eleven, and we were watching Pink of all people sing live, and yeah, all of a sudden the ball drops, and then I hear noises and i was like oh it sounds like someone's knocking on the door and my grandma's like get on the ground and there was just gunshots everywhere and so my new year's was spent crawling from like bedroom to bedroom like wishing my great-grandparents a happy new year (laughs) and then like crawling back to the kitchen to get a snack and then like all this it was a cute time (laughs) it was just a really feel-good story you know really warms the heart see and the thing is is if we had our venezuelan party in an area like that no one would hear the gunshots because we'd all be dancing (laughs) so you're doing it right i mean uh, the the rule usually is if you get home before the sun comes up then you're doing it wrong Mm. now last year in chicago that's hard I know. Yeah. Chicago is super hard. This is usually in Michigan. Okay, fair enough. Okay. But I will say, last year, <laughs> last year we did not go out. It was okay. the first time I think that my parents and I and my sister we did not have a party. We did not go to a party. We were all in bed by one <gasps> because we were all sick. So, oh, but um, like, seriously, that was the I first time ever That's in my whole life that we didn't like, we're like 11. weren't part oh, of some big I mean, party. And going back to the whole the, fil- the whole oh, food no, thing is that years. with yeah. Latino culture, um, it's very much a mix, just like of what you said, of the African, the Spaniard, mm-hmm. and the indigenous people that were there. And so you have, you know, everything from what's been on the island to the spices that were imported. And so it's really interesting. And it's also mm-hmm. really interesting um, as an ethnicity because, I mean, you have people who look lily white who are Puerto Rican, and then you have people who are not lily white who, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, are Puerto Rican as well. Like yeah. my, a lot of people see me and they're like, "Oh, are you Italian or whatever?" Right. But the the colored eyes and everything doesn't come from um, anywhere else. It comes from like I have cousins in the mountains who are blonde hair, blue eyed, mm-hmm. full blown yeah. Puerto Rican, and that's yeah. just yeah. You know. We I did another podcast um, a while back with uh, Amanda Neal, um, and we talked a lot about the misconceptions that people have when they look at you, mm. you know, because I get a lot like, "You're not Hispanic," because mm. I'm 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 as white as white gets. Like mm. I am Snow White, so I get it. But it, it, but yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah, I am still Latina. And that's a whole discussion of what's Latino enough. Uh, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, once you survived a New Year's with my family, <laughs> you're in. Honoring. You're in. Yeah. My my sister brought, the first time she brought her now husband to a New Year's party, and he lasted the whole night and danced with her the entire night. I was yeah. like, you're a keeper. You're staying. <laughs> you have made it. You, you have passed, passed the, the test. <laughs> you did it. Um, okay, so I guess we've pretty much covered all the things that I really wanted to talk about. Does anybody have any other things they want to share about the holidays, about, I don't know, just this time of the year? I guess this will be the time for me to dish about yeah, the whole I, mythology. I was about to say, we didn't get the whole... Yeah. We didn't get all that. You're right. Let's, so, let's do it. Let's um, do it. Like I said, uh, there's... Um, this time of year, particularly in this hemisphere, you know, everything's kind of dying, everything's covered, everything's dwindling. Um, I like the word dormancy because mm-hmm. if something's dormant, that means that it can be active again. Mm-hmm. And that's very much the nature of this time of year. And um, with, you know, 
not just the pagan traditions that we're used to hearing about, but with any um, older spiritual practices, I'll say, um, they were very much based in the earth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because of that, you know, the rituals and rites were respective of that and of this time in nature. Sure. So going into, um, you know, more of the things that we're used to, with this time, it was very much associated with ghosts and with mm. spirits and with, um, not to get too dark, but like necromancy and, you know, um, revering, uh, revering the dead and all that stuff. Well, even in the Victorian era, when they were all Christian, mm-hmm. that was a huge thing. That's mm-hmm. that's why we have a Christmas carol, because exactly. the tradition at Christmas time was to tell ghost stories. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And Can we do that? Is it like a, <laughs> a liminal time? Like it, That is the perfect way to describe it. Thank you. You have brownie points with me for that. Yes. <laughs> um, liminal is a perfect way to describe it. And I mean, if you like, I mean, we live in a city, so we can't really see it. But I mean, if you go to some more rural areas during this time of year, it's scary. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, warm and fuzzy, you know, Hallmark Christmas. Right. It's, it's a little scary. Um, and with that like um a lot of traditions were meant to keep away sort of the boogeyman or whatever the Mm -hmm. case may be Mm -hmm. um the lighting of the yule log and the whole use of a light in general was you lit the yule log to literally keep away the bad spirits Mm -hmm. and all that stuff and the same thing with offerings and with gifts and all these different things and it's their themes that have uh traveled and sort of transformed through the times you know with offerings turn to gifts turn to whatever the case may be and mm-hmm. then the yule log and the light turn to twinkly lights like we were talking earlier you know <laughs> <laughs> and different things away um and you, you know in like christmas carol with you know ghosts of christmas past present, present future, future the, yeah. the whole concept of ghosts and all that stuff and marley mm, mm-hmm. yes marley. yes that's another good one and then the um i want to watch another christmas carol right now <laughs> I have it, it on DVD I have it on DVD too like let's be honest <laughs> see and I'm the nerd that really prefers the Alistair Sim version from way way back oh. when I mean that's great I can't too, find but anymore I but, love uh, Gonzo um but if not to cut you off Anthony but if you really want like the book on audio on audible they have it being read by Tim Curry oh. which is the best Ooh. thing the, he's the best narrator to have possibly ever narr- besides maybe Patrick Stewart who's mm-hmm. mine <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Stewart is just that's he's the one who should be doing a Christmas Carol but mm-hmm. if you don't can't find that one Tim Curry reading a Christmas Carol and doing all the voices is brilliant and it's on Audible and I love cool. it and I've listened to it three times already anyway please continue yeah um, and so I mean everyone knows Yule everyone knows that name mm-hmm. and it's um there's actually, I believe, some which is gonna burn me at the stake for getting this wrong. Um, <laughs> I believe there's eight Sabbaths of the year. There's Yule, Imbolc, Samain, um, Beltane, um, mm. Ostera, and they're all you know based in nature, and they're mm. different practices, different things, and a lot of them line up with the Catholic calendar. And mm. that's, you know, kind because of the whole we were of... super shitty. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Generally throughout history. Yeah. 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 That's you okay. Were... You, you repaid me. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gay she artist. offered you we the have... cognac. Yes, yeah. exactly. Made an offering. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And so that. Not uh... a Catholic anymore. I really want to stress that. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, that's that's sort of the whole um, spiel of this time, and you know, the whole rebirth cycle and all that fun, fun, fun stuff. I love that. I find it there's something so cathartic for me when I leave the city. I mean, I love the city. I love living in the city. I'm a city girl. No matter how food nerdy or like old school I get with recipes, I, I prefer living in the city. What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> um, but on Christmas Day, I get up and I drive up to Grayling, Michigan. My grandmother's house is just outside of Grayling and it's in the middle of the woods. You literally have to go over the river and through the woods. I really have to come home with you. The food and New Year's, like <laughs> I'm just I'm here for it. Um and so there's something about once you get to that point on the Michigan highway system where you're no longer in like, you know how the the two lanes separated by a median? one going one way and one going the mm-hmm. other when you're down to like two lanes but they're in the same road mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and and there's nothing around you but mm-hmm. pine trees mm-hmm. that's that's it and on christmas day there's not even any cars it's yeah. just me yeah. you, usually like sometimes i'll see somebody once in a while but so you get to this point where you're literally surrounded by nature mm-hmm. driving through usually snow covered pine trees mm. and there's no other human and there's something like it could be really scary but there's also something really like humbling about it like you just like i can breathe now mm. and it, plus knowing like I'm, I'm going to grandma's house and i'm mm-hmm. going to see my family and there there's all of that but you get to grandma's house and she lives in the middle of nothing and there's a river running through the backyard mm-hmm. and you feel like you're inside a snow globe and you're just Ugh. surrounded with trees and snow mm-hmm. and the river and and that's it that's that's all there is and that's all you need yeah. and there's something so it, humbling is a good way to put that i think mm-hmm. it's just very and it's and the concept of travel is a big thing during this time too i think mm-hmm. just you know glancing around at all the traditions you know Mary and joseph traveling to yes. um have a safe place for you know jesus yeah. birth and yeah. everything mm-hmm. Um, also, Santa is pretty much um, based off of the archetype of Odin. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, because uh, he, you know, in his wanderers sort of guise in the mythology, mm-hmm. he, you know, has a long cloak and a hat, and you know, he carries the around uh, the whole beard, and you know, and that became Saint Nick, and Saint White Nick guy. became Saint. Yeah, you know, White guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Very but we all know Jesus that. was brown, right? Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. There's no way. There's Middle no Eastern, way he was not There's Jewish no refugee. Yeah. Yes, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. This has been so fascinating. I'm really I love glad this. we covered that Jesus was brown. Jesus, you know, Don't worry, <laughs> we know. We know. I just have to put that out there. Oh, yeah. my grandma Irene is Famous just like White somewhere Jesus in painting. Florida is going what. there's it's funny to me too when when you look at traditions of different cultures at least as far as christian traditions and and christmas and how everyone wants to claim the newborn baby jesus as their own right Mm -hmm. so like there's even venezuelan christmas carols about like if if jesus was venezuelan yeah. This is, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. that one that, like, yeah. some children see him. It's yeah. Like a song. Yeah. Which, I forget and, how it goes, so that's why I'm not really giving it a melody. <laughs> no, but I love that. Yeah. The first time I heard that song, I was like, that's so great because yeah. you can, you can sort of see him in your own way mm-hmm. and see yourself in him. 
mm-hmm. as a Christian, like that's really a beautiful thing to be able to do, yeah. as long as we know that historically, <laughs> Jesus was not a white man. Yeah. <laughs> he just wasn't. There's, there's even a Puerto Rican Christmas Carol. Um, something, something. Uh, you know, there's a kid at the door with ragged pants and messy hair. He mm. says Jesu, and that's mm-hmm. the whole. Which is a nice sentiment because it's all about you know, hey you know the less fortunate and like you were talking about earlier and that whole revolutionary mm-hmm. aspect of yeah, yeah, yeah. giving to yeah. those who are at the bottom who are at the bottom yeah. Yeah. yeah another interesting tradition and i just thought about this in in venezuela it's not so much about a christmas tree it's about the crash it's about the nativity scene mm. i love a good and, crash and people <laughs> really do this it's so almost beautiful. like they're so yeah. beautiful but you know like how in some people it's it's the lights that they compete with like mm-hmm. neighbors yeah. compete mm. who has the best lights kind yeah. of thing yeah. it it in, in some towns in Venezuela, it's who has the biggest and the best crush. Like, who's gone more into, you know, more over the top? Who's taken up their entire living room? Like, and I'm not kidding. Like, some of them go all out. My father was showing me videos like one year. Goats. Like, <laughs> like animals, actual animals or like working water, like, oh. like waterfalls oh. and like, like all people go to the living room to the nines with this it's what i win if i hired actors just stand there yes and just okay i think that's the moral but, of the but story. you have okay. to have the actual like sort of pastoral scene as well so okay. you gotta got you gotta have the hay. you know the stable the hay that okay. you gotta have all of that it's gonna be a sandstone play I who, exactly who <laughs> would replace the nativity scene in their parents house with Legos and action figures. Oh my god, all the time. Yeah, it was <laughs> the best. And just like wait, you would just like sit there. You're seven, like it's oh, worth it. Well, have you seen the thing where a gra- uh, grandmother thought she was playing to like San Antonio, and it was a little like figure of Elrond. <laughs> yeah. oh, the yes. <laughs> that's what I think of because that was me. Yeah. Oh, oh that's hilarious. No, that's we so weren't. Um, we didn't touch the nativity scene mm-hmm. because my mom's nativity scene was collected over the years piece by piece and they're oh. all white um porcelain wow. i don't mean white like white people i mean like, <laughs> like, like, like they're, I I they're not painted they're yeah. just pure white like, pieces oh. beautiful pieces of yeah porcelain. and and over time she collected the whole scene and then also there's like a yeah, um, a stable thing and she had this special piece of blue cloth that mm. she put out only for that and then we had a little piece of cotton that we would cover Jesus with until Christmas morning and right. then we would have right. For some so, reason my family didn't start doing that until like the last three years. I don't know what happened. Oh really? Yeah. I'm into it. Covering maybe she just remembered. Jesus? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> oh right. Oh right. <laughs> He's not born yet. I do love these like some of these secular traditions and particularly elf on a shelf. Um, <laughs> yeah. because because that's so crazy. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I, I kinda <laughs> dated a guy who had a at the time his nephew was like four years old and oh, I was no. we were around a lot. And Addy, one day, they got Elf on the shelf, and he was so excited, and then he woke up, and it had moved, and he was so terrified that <laughs> <laughs> it was true. I just think that's so great. Just like, that's great. like, yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah. You're it's, correct. You're correct. That's you should terrifying. be terrified. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen, have you guys seen the, the new Christmas movie on Netflix, The Christmas Chronicles? No, no, I can't. I watched bring the myself. advent calendar one, and I thought it was adorable. It that one was pretty adorable. Yeah, it's really this cute. one of those like ball your eyes out Hallmark. Like no, no actually, it's, it's like pretty... the Santa Claus again. Uh, kind of. It's like, like sibling. I saw the trailer, but I watched. It's I, like siblings it. rather than love yeah. It's it's ba- it, the people that made the first Harry Potter and oh. contributors to Home Alone. 
created it. And so, but it is it's mostly based around these two siblings and Kurt Russell of all people is the Santa. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell's kind of the Santa that you never thought you wanted to see but <laughs> but did. Right. Um but they have this whole scene where the two kids are trying to and this is a spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen it. But anyway, it's a, it's toward the beginning, so I'm not really spoiling anything. But the kids are cr- trying to they decide that they want to try and capture Santa on tape. On and so they're going to like pull an all-nighter and like they're setting up all these traps like Home Alone style mm. to like, you know, putting flour on the hearth of the so that they can catch his footprints yeah. and like uh-huh. stuff like that. Um and but the girl blindfolds the elf on the shelf. <laughs> and I'm like, but do do you not? I don't understand. Like, is yeah. this because I don't understand Elf on the Shelf? Why does the really Elf on the either. Shelf need oh, to be blindfolded? The Elf on the Shelf sees what you're doing and reports back to Santa. Oh, so she doesn't want him to be able to see like the. I went as far doing. as Addie was terrified, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and then the rest of the mythos just kind of like didn't yeah. matter to me anymore. I, my sister is not big on Elf on the Shelf. She thinks it's stupid and freaky, so we will probably not freaky. ever see Elf on the Shelf in my nephew's well, it's lifetime. Like big Brother, apparently. Yep. Uh. I was raised in a household that never believed in Santa. Like, really? my parents, we never believed in Santa. My parents just always told us, it's a story, it's not real, you know? Wow. And my sister's now doing the same thing with her kids. Just, there are no Santa household. She hate. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't hate Santa, but, like... <laughs> She's just like, no, it's it's not true. I'm not going to, like, tell my kids lies. That's fair. That's my family fair. Yeah. tried to get me to believe in Santa, but I was like, yeah, um, tell him that I want this and this and that. And when you pick it up from the store, tell him this, that. And, like, I was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's I was like, that's third. great. When he goes to Best Buy, can you, like... <laughs> being the third child, I, like, I... I don't actually remember believing in Santa. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I knew Santa wasn't real by the time I actually had memories. Mm-hmm. Um, so mom mom would always tell us, you know, we would, we could, we knew that mom wrote the tags. Yeah. We could see her handwriting. Yeah. So she would always, or, or we knew when she closed herself in the laundry room, <laughs> she was wrapping all the presents. <laughs> so she used to tell us that sometimes Santa was really busy and gave some mom and dads the presents beforehand and they wrapped them from Santa. Oh, <laughs> uh, I see. But we would always, when we were decorating the tree, we would all, any any ornament that had a bell on it, mm-hmm. we would line the bottom of the tree with it. So <laughs> you would catch it How if Santa clever. was putting presents the presents under the underneath. Tree. So when we're decorating our tree now, like we did, you know, a couple weeks ago, um, I made sure that all of our bell ornaments were, we're on, on the, the bottom, bottom and That's Nathan cute. just shook his head. He's like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? It's a thing. It's like, actually really it. adorable. That's <laughs> <what I'm doing. laughs> it's really cute. It's yeah. really cute. It we, we would get, um, so we don't, didn't just get presents from Santa, but we would get presents from uh, El Nino Jesus. So, like, oh. and, but these were different because you only got one. Okay, so not like and, Three Kings Day? Correct. Okay. This, this happened Christmas morning, and mm-hmm. it was um, at the foot of your bed. Oh. And it was just one one gift. And, and I knew, like, pretty early that it was my dad because <laughs> he has very, you know, you can tell his handwriting. Um, and he always would wrap them in tissue paper. <laughs> not actual wrapping paper, um, but it's usually it was some kind of like ornament or something that you could like keep and use mm. again next Christmas. Mm. And to this day, we still get them. 
Aww. Yeah. Thanks, it's, Dad. And it's not because we don't, sh- like, I don't show up till Christmas Day anymore. So sometimes it's just, like, somewhere in Grandma's house. Aww. Like, he's just put it somewhere. Or he's, like, left it on the mantle or something yeah. like that. Like, it's just, and he'll be like, oh, I think there's something up there for you. <laughs> that's cute. Did, it, did he put it in a shoebox with hay? Because that's how my grandma used to get her Three oh, Kings no. Day gifts. They used to be, like, it, I mean, back in the, you know, when she had, they grew up poor. You yeah. Know, it used to be, like, a little piece of candy in, like, a shoebox with hay. Oh, that's so Because that was the cute. gift from the Three Kings to them. That's cute. Yeah. That's adorable. That cute. And going back to Netflix, I'm sorry, going back to Netflix specials, um, <laughs> does anyone know uh, the new, like, reboot of Sabrina? I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it yet. It's really no, good. I'm too scared. I get scared. Really? Yeah, it looks too. scary. It's not that scary. It's just, like, really Someone satanic. Someone told me it was scary. It's fine. Yeah, satanic um, <laughs> scares me. Like, I grew up Christian. Like, <laughs> Satan scares oh, me. So They're like, so demons good. are real. Like, it's, it's really funny, though, because they, like, they portray the characters how like really um uh really strict like born again christians are but mm. they just flip the dialogue yeah oh. into it's you know what so i mean good. it's so it's good interesting. it's so okay, good okay that's anyway, interesting they have a, but i didn't like riverdale because i was like oh, i don't no, need Riverdale's my archie awful. comics to be like angsty i didn't like yeah. riverdale yeah. because his dark, hair is like... fake as f- <laughs> fluke it is so <laughs> bad it's like it's like tinted metallic red well that would be okay i mean he's supposed to look like archie who but has like, hair like that we're talking about kj red. like just normal just look at some normal ass red hair yeah, i dated ginger yeah. it looks great <laughs> you do yeah i do that's true. he's coming home for christmas for the first time nice oh, yeah. That's exciting. yeah wait we never got to hear alexander oh, yeah. talk about it oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh well no i actually just had a joke that <laughs> <I didn't tell. laughs> you should please, please do so this was actually from the what are they called? The popper cracker gifts? Huh? What do you have at your Christmas, Christmas crackers? Oh, the Christmas, Christmas crackers. crackers. Oh, yes, yeah, another one of the British traditions that I stole. I yes. love those. <laughs> so, um, the the present company should very much enjoy this. Uh, what kind of paper likes music? <sighs> Wrapping paper! <laughs> 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 oh, God. Was this in the one you opened at my house? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yes. That is, I love that. I love that. Uh, your, your glee surpasses <laughs> the, the joy of that so joke. Bad. <laughs> hey, how much do Santa's reindeer cost? Nothing. They're on the house. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. Oh. We filled it. Good Lord. Oh, Ugh. you guys. That was... That was that was special. That's why you <laughs> it is. It is actually why I invited you. Um, so I think we're we're coming up on about an hour and twenty uh, hour and a half ish. So I think we're at a good stopping point. Unless anybody else has any other memories they want to share, special things. I do. I have one. Yes, please. Yeah. So I don't know when this started exactly, but um, my family started to get real creative with their Christmas card every year because I come from a family of middle-aged white people so like we have a Christmas card. Of course. <laughs> um, monkey see monkey do. Uh, <laughs> and our Christmas card was always like very basic until I don't know what possessed my parents, my dad. My, I'm not really sure how it happened but now we have a special holiday card called the Ho 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 Sacks. 
And uh, do you have it here? I don't yet. It hasn't come to me. Oh, uh, uh, I wish I did, but we don't have that kind of time. Uh, <laughs> and my dad writes a poem every year to the meter of "Twas the Night Before Christmas." Oh no! Called oh my gosh. the Ho 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 Sax, and it just sums up our oh, year. In a Christmas card. That is glorious. That's it so is pretty, like, pretty yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, and you can usually see, like, who pissed off who. Like, <laughs> like there was one year where it was, uh, I can't remember the, th- the thing, but you know, I got to my sister, and she's in college, and she's winning softball tournaments, and she's so amazing, and Ian's fat and chubby in Chicago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but then there was, like, one year where it was, like, Ian's going to grad school, and everything is going great, and Claire moved home. <laughs> so you had your moment. Yeah, you like, had your no, moment. No, everyone gets everyone gets a year. That's awesome. everyone gets a year. Even my dad, who writes it, like sometimes shits on himself. Oh, <laughs> uh, and that's Fair. now a favorite tradition of mine. And this year we did something very special, where my mom made us all shirts. Oh my so God. my dad was grumpy ho, <gasps> and my mom is a bossy ho. <laughs> 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 and I was lovable ho. Yes. And my sister was Santa's favorite ho. Oh, oh no. And, and And like I would love to say that my like that that like it kinda like goes over my parents' head, but absolutely not. No. It is she is very aware of phrasing. That is, I love that. That's so amazing. That's something I look forward to every year. Wow. Usually comes like right around Christmas, like right before the new year yeah and uh it's it's always it's always very funny and very mean that's it's beautiful it's beautiful see and this is this is what i love is every not just every culture but like every family has their own things that they Mm. do that make it special Mm -hmm. so like i could have had so many more people in this room to talk and we could have had like you know hours and hours of of Mm. recording to talk about all these like really cool funny ridiculous ridiculous but things that make the holiday special for your family I and hope everyone meets my mom and calls her a bossy hoe <laughs> so I heard by the way that you're yeah. or so like just Ginger like, who's going home with you yes Nick Nick's gonna call your mom a bossy hoe my, Nick has called my mom a bossy hoe oh ho. nice like, oh, I, mean, okay. I mean like because of the shirt to be <laughs> because of this, because no, just because he's very uh-huh. bold. <laughs> oh man, if he did though, she's half vampire. So like, they're oh, like I, I mean, who knows what would happen? He might but, also become. No, I'm very nervous actually because that is the 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 timbre of my family. It's like it's very like loud and and uh, uh, I guess East Coast or like aggressive. Yeah. And Nick is not that, so he's just gonna like, be like dropped into people who are about my size. And volume, <laughs> and no one like we're all like, and like this is kind of like we're all like pretty, handsome, yeah, tall, <laughs> loud people. So like, like, like but like, but, yeah. but but for real, like we all like walk into a room and we've all all together. It's it's a presence because we're just so <laughs> sure of ourselves. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, like, people haven't necessarily... So extra. (laughs) Yeah, we're just so extra. And, like, thank God I was humbled a little bit when I moved away from home. Wow. Because I was separated. I'm half mermaid, and in the the mer tradition this time of year, 
we like to sing our holiday songs and drown a few sailors. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here I for can it. Get uh, behind that. It's, it's yeah. a holiday yeah. tradition. Siren it's just, it's yeah. a little thing you guys do. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love that. See, we are a bunch of really loud people who have been influenced by my father <laughs> dropped into the home of what was once a very 1960s wasp couple. Mm. So my, my my grandparents were very much like the epitome of the 1960s couple. And my grandfather worked for the government and my grandmother was this amazing housewife who raised five kids and would throw diplomatic parties at their home <laughs> where she would make her own Dior style gowns to wear and like and, and make all the food her like it, take them down with noise. That kind of <laughs> so we all have become this loud, boisterous, not super waspy <laughs> group of family, mm. and we descend on my poor grandmother every year. And she, I mean, she loves it, but every now and then she has to get up and leave the room. Because <laughs> just like, and and like my extended family, my aunts and uncles, we don't see them every year, mm. or mm. It, maybe we see them once a year, if that. So when we're all together, it's like, it's insanity and things just get louder and louder and we keep drinking and drinking and it gets louder and more drinking and, and discussions and, and jokes. And like, before you know it, grandma's turned off her hearing aids and gone to bed. Cause she's like, <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of y'all. Like I'm out. I get it. But it, it's weird coming from knowing that like my mother's family was like the wasp family. Like that's mm. how they were. And now my father has come in. And my sister's husband as well, who the first Christmas that he spent with us, I was like, sink or swim, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) You better learn fast. Um, But he fits right in. So it's great. It's great. great. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. Thank you. I wish we could have done like multiples of maybe next year we'll do multiple holiday specials because i just think it's fun and maybe next year we'll i don't know have some snacks <gasps> yeah that we'll have some charcuterie mm-hmm. yes yes <laughs> i think you should just start doing these at bars like i get a bar get with a kitchen and just like close the section of it and, and, and do this do it. with yeah. food and drinks and mm-hmm. like yeah that could be awesome. Doesn't that sound good? That sounds really good. We can contribute. <laughs> we can work towards that. I yeah. know that yeah. the uh, right. I know Dan and Maureen have a couple mics that travel, but only only enough for two. So uh, we'll see. We'll we'll work on that. But I like I like where your head's at. I like it. I like it. All right, and that's I think that's a wrap for us today. Um, stay tuned for next season. Like I said, come visit me on social media. Drop me a line. Tell me what you think about the podcast you've listened to so far. Tell me what you think about this holiday extravaganza. Tell me what else you want to hear me talk about. Are there other, like, historical figures I need to know about, like Clementine Paddleford, that maybe I don't know about yet? Are there other alcohols you want to learn about? We'll have Ian back on. Just uh, drop me a line. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And that's the end of today. Happy holidays.